two teams, BYU football full speed ahead for a banged-up group of Texas Longhorns. How much will key injuries affect the game in Austin on Saturday? Blaine Fowler joins us live in studio. Plus, one year down on BYUSN, your favorite moments, and a rock star on the set. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy birthday to us. BYU Sports Nation is on your radio, TV, and other media machines. I should say happy anniversary, really. Yeah, we were not birthed. That's very true. Yeah, one year ago, September 2nd, we started this show. It was on BYU Radio, uh, nationally that way. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. (laughs) We still yes, don't know. We, did, we still didn't, don't know what the heck we're doing. <laughs> no, we we've had a fun year. It's been great. And so we uh, have this cool uh, cake on set. Unfortunately, there's a picture of me shaving my mustache on this cake, which we will eat today, and with some of our guests coming up. Uh, yeah, me shaving on set is on the cake. That is the oh, okay. least desirable part of that cake by far. We have tweeted out a picture of this said cake that Jeremy's. And then your weird ESP Zen look at me, you know, from the commercial. So, yeah, we got some high-quality photos on there. It looks <laughs> delectable. <laughs> yes, it does. BYU Sports Station on your I'll radio, cut you a piece TV. right now. Thank you. Yeah. And other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home on radio. for authentic BYU products, Tuesday, September 2nd. My name is Spencer Linton. Glad to be here. Why? You're cutting it now already, oh, okay. I'm just excited. Fine. I'm Spencer Linton, right, teamed fine. up with our rock star in training. Jerem Jordan. I always thought when I was younger that'd be like the coolest thing ever, right? I still think that would be the coolest thing ever. Do you want to be the lead singer or do you want to be like the bass guitarist or what do you, what do you want to do? Probably be lead the drummer. Singer. Lead singer, yeah. The lead singer. Lead guitar would be cool too. Yeah. Dr- drummer's awesome though. You don't care. You're throwing stuff. You're going crazy. You got the camera in your face. Yeah. Oh, it'd just be cool to be in a cool rock band. We're going to talk to the uh, uh, a member of Fictionist today, Jacob Jones. Big Big shoot. Tonight at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, we need people to go there to be in a new music video. They wrote a song for the countdown to kick off New Open called Momentum. We're going to sample that for you later with Jacob. We're very excited. One year later, BYU Sports Nation rocking and rolling. And it's the start of school today for BYU students. And it is the first day of school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a student in audio playing that. Aaron Oates. Oh. Hey, hey. Probably has class later. We all want higher education, right? School got in the way of my education. School got in the way. Wait, wait a second. How does that work? Broadcasting. I want to learn broadcasting. And school <laughs> got in the way. Fair enough. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's start it off with today's Twitter question. What's your favorite moment from the past year of hashtag BYUSN? Use the hashtag BYUSN. When we started the show, we didn't even have that hashtag. And now that's how we communicate with everybody. So use that. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, from the past year, it's been fun. This is real. This is a really hard thing. I thought long and hard about this. I did not. Do you not have a favorite moment? Well, I had one, but I forgot it. What? <laughs> Get it together. I don't know. the fir- The first simulcast in Vegas was very exciting. That was really fun. It was very fun. Okay, that's that's an acceptable answer. Really, there are no wrong answers. But I'm trying to think of just something weird and crazy. I'll think about it. <laughs> First What's tweet yours? in. First tweet. I'll, I'll tell you mine okay. in a moment. First okay. tweet in from at Crazy Coog Fanatic. Hard to choose. The countdown to Connecticut. Oh, that, yeah. 
Once we realized we had something going there that was fun. It's like, what are we doing? J Swag Daddy shoutouts. <laughs> also excellent. The Oracle. Oh, the Oracle. Who has gone missing Oracle. for the past few months. I'm worried about the Oracle. <laughs> Sincerely Where worried. is that Where guy? Where is he? West Coast Conference road trip. Road trip. And number one would have to be birth of the BYU Sports Nation karma. It was a magical time. It really was. The discovery of the karma, like, you know, a fossil of uh, T-Rex under your house or something. It was like, wow, this was hidden right underneath us. And then we discovered it, and it was awesome. We gave it to Bronco Mendenhall twice, and he, he was not a believer. Well, 35-10 to 10 at UConn. <laughs> It's got to do something, right? At Laser Sheep. My favorite moment was the first time Jerem Jordan shouted, I'm for Brigham! Yeah. <laughs> I have to credit Brian Logan for the uh, Brigham references. Original, <laughs> so. It's been fun. BYU Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Cosmo cruising and Bevo bumming. What a contrast between BYU and Texas as we approach this immense Week 2 showdown in Austin, Texas. It's already been an intriguing college football season just because there are so many uncertainties in the college football playoff now being uh, implemented. Oh, playoff! The gravity of this game, it's immense. To date, I mean, really, Jeremy, can you pinpoint an individual game since BYU has gone independent that has been worthy of more attention or is of more import? Uh, a couple games stick out to me. 2012, BYU was struggling but played at Notre Dame and had a chance to beat a top five team and lost by three. That was a big game for BYU. Uh, 2011, BYU beats Ole Miss on the road by one thanks to Kyle Van Noy and then goes to Texas with an opportunity to get a win over um, Ole Miss and then Texas and start Independence 2-0 and and with a bang. BYU loses by one in that game. Mm. Those two stuck out to me. Uh, TCU uh, at Cowboys Stadium was a big game. But in terms of BYU has a chance to do something special with this season, I think this team's better than both of those teams, 2011 and 12. This is a double-digit win-type team for BYU. I know 2011 they won 10 games, but that's the worst 10-win team in BYU history. This, uh, the schedule was even softer than, uh, well, you know what? It was sort of comparable to this year. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The, you're right. This is a huge game. Maybe... Maybe the biggest game in, in BYU independent history. Certainly there's an argument for that. Year four. Year four of independence, we may be facing the most important game in BYU football independent history. Yeah. Now consider this. Texas is down a good man. Or four. In case you missed it, Texas head coach Charlie Strong announced key injuries at his press conference yesterday. Just looking at the injury, uh, Espinosa uh, ended up uh, fracturing that uh, bone in his leg. He's going to be out. And then uh, David Ash will not play this week. Wow. Texas down there starting quarterback David Ash. We announced it the second we found out on BYU Sports Nation Live yesterday. And then throw in their starting center for the last three years, Dominic Espinosa. They haven't had a different guy start at center in three years. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It's a bigger deal, I think, for BYU to have those guys back. I mean, David Ash aside, not like David Ash being out, that's a huge deal. Tyrone Swoops, who is this guy? Jamal Williams back for Brigham. Ugh. Devon Blackman, speedster who will get pressed and can get by those guys. Robertson Daniel, the best secondary player uh, BYU might have. Craig Bills, Craig Bills probably your leader, but in terms of talent, guy to go to the next level possibly, Robertson Daniel. Jordan Johnson's a backup, by the way, now. Michael Davis, impressed enough to start 
again this week against Texas. Jordan Johnson has a backup. Back from an ACL injury. And then Marcus Johnson at nose tackle. Remington Peck said, man, I'm glad that Kenzie Tauzinga and Marcus Johnson are back because we had to play way too many snaps against Connecticut. <laughs> That's an honest it's answer. It's fairly spoken. That's yeah. an honest answer. Listen, Texas, not only are they down their battery, as you referred to it, the two guys that call plays on the line consistently. Yeah, a baseball term. Yeah. Exactly. They're down one of their speed guys, Dajay Johnson, and a key pass defender, Josh Turner, as a safety. This is good. I, we mentioned it yesterday when, it, when the news came out. BYU's opportunity to win is even bigger now. I don't think BYU's a favorite or should win or will win, any of those statements. I think it will be a tough, good game for BYU in the road. But at this point, I'll be frank with you, blue goggles on or whatever. If BYU loses, I'm going to be disappointed. The opportunity is right there for BYU to win and to get a good win. Maybe the best win in Independence. Go 2-0. Texas is 25th in the coaches' poll as of 10 minutes ago. That opportunity exists, and you may be ranked next week. Get ranked. You're not at a conference. You have no context for national relevance other than ranking. Texas will pound their chests and act like, you know, it's not a big deal. Next man up. The media is making way more big of a deal than it is. But how can they do that? How can you do that? You don't think they are? Te- no, Texas is making a really big deal out of this. Like, inter- like internally with the team. Like, we got to beat BYU. Oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is they're acting like the injuries. Oh, look, like they're no big deal? Yeah. Uh, like, of course they do. What if they were like, oh, my gosh. David Ash is out. What are we going to do? That's, that, that's, that that's dude my from point. Idaho with the knee brace that's is my coming. Point. What I'm saying is they yeah. have to be, yes. at least yes. deep down inside, second-guessing their chances They're now. worried. Don't, yeah. Clearly. They, they are worried because they got creamed. They were down by 20 in the fourth quarter last year. They ended up losing by 19. You already spoke to this, but juxtapose now BYU coming off of a 35-10 to 10 win without some of their most prominent players. That'd be like Texas doing that without those guys that will miss the game. Good grief. And then they get them back, right? Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall talked yesterday about the players that will be returning for BYU this weekend. We had two more corners to a strong secondary performance. Sky now can play safety, so now the two deep there looks really strong. And then we had Marcus Johnson back at nose tackle, which I really like. We had Jamal back at running back, and we had Devon Blackman at receiver. Again, it's all day-to-day, and so as of today, that all could happen, which would be great. That brings us to our what, Jerem? Stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five BYU's five players back for the Texas game after missing action against UConn. Ding, ding. Nice. Jamal Williams, Devon Blackman, Marcus Johnson, Robertson, Daniel Jordan Johnson. Also, possibly, Harvey Longy. Hurt his knee in fall camp. He's listed as the third string, uh, one of the middle linebackers, specifically the Mike linebacker. So we'll see if he plays as well. Riker Matthews will miss uh, a game at O-line. Michael Yeck hopes to be back for Houston. So BYU, more fully loaded. Not all the way. Not until Nick Kurtz is back will I really feel like BYU is fully loaded. Talk about full-on Cougar up and Longhorn down. Last year, BYU was an eight-win team that beat Texas by 19 when the Longhorns were at, quote-unquote, full strength. Yeah. A week after losing to Virginia. How did that happen? I like the, that juxtaposition. By the way, you brought this up earlier today. Was the Texas win last year for BYU its best as an independent? Has to be. At I this think so. Point. Yeah. Now BYU goes down to Austin and wins at Texas this year, given what's on the line. Is and that worth more than the win at home last year? Ooh, that's a great debate. I don't know. That's a debate. Because yeah. BYU ran for 550. It wasn't just the BYU won, it's how they did it. It was crazy. 259 by a quarterback, 550 as a team, school record. I mean, 
That's unique. And for if those... BYU wins at all in Austin, I am ecstatic. Now, while while we certainly understand that Texas is reeling and banged up, they're going to be ready to play. Trevor Maddox of ESPN team. joined us yesterday and said that the Longhorns will be ready for a fight. BYU fans should not breathe a sigh of relief about these injuries. Texas is bent on revenge. Texas is angry. And now they've got a coach that knows how to coach angry. So don't think that the road got any easier because some of their starters might be out. Texas has worked out an acronym, BYU, Believe You're Unbeatable. That is hanging around camp. Like, they've they've pulled out all the tricks. That's what they thought last year when they came to Provo. That's That's a naive way to think. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Hadley and Hebron Fangupo. Still in the NFL practice squads. Hadley with the Raiders, Fangupo with the Chiefs, and Daniel Sorensen. That's very nice. Nice work by those Nice guys. work, fellas. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we put on our rock star hats. Fictionist joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. One year later, live in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Happy anniversary. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, 6 p.m. for those local to uh, Utah Valley, Salt Lake. Uh, show up at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We've got a sweet music video shoot with the band Fictionist. It's a new open for Countdown to kick off our pregame show for football and BYU TV. Dress in blue and white. I think it's ages 12 and up. Uh, come ready to rock for a while. Uh, show up at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We need people, and it's going to be fun. Get in the music video. Twitter question today. Happy anniversary to us. What is your favorite moment <laughs> from the past year of hashtag BYUSN? Keep sending in your responses. I have a question coming in from at Harper underscore Inc. I've got intramural football starting soon. Any chance I can get in on this BYU Sports Nation karma? He's a believer. I think we need to know more about your team first. Tell us a little bit about the makeup in your team and maybe. Tell us why it. you deserve the <laughs> BYU Sports Nation karma. Exactly. <laughs> I will reveal my favorite moment. It may be at... I guess, mortifying Jerem Jordan, but uh, we, we, we will discuss this. It's also plaid shirt day on BYU Sports Nation. Yes, it is. And you know who got the memo? Who? Jacob Jones of Fictionist. Yeah! Keyboardist in the band uh, now joins us on set. Jacob, welcome. <sighs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I did get the memo. You look good. Yeah, yeah. I, you've, well, I don't know who's number one in this, but we've got a good fair <laughs> going on here. It's close. <laughs> Only one of us is a rock star, Jerem, right? That's exactly right. Okay, That's so exactly by right. default... <laughs> Jacob probably wins that conversation. Okay, so music video, 6 p.m. at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah. What, what kind of an atmosphere are you hoping for? Do you want as, uh, as we begin this thing? So we're hoping for super exciting atmosphere, just get tons of people out, fill the stadium. You know, we want 5,000 people in the stadium for this video. And uh, we're fortunate enough to, to be able to play a warm-up set before the video shoot. And so obviously, you know, we're looking for people to – Get into it to really, really be excited about this this shoot tonight. So and we're super new, excited. And you have a new album coming out, yeah, right? Yeah. Are you going to sample that a little bit oh, tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell Majority. us about the new album. So the new album has been in the making for a long time. It's been, it's, it's been a couple of years. Wow. And, and uh, we've, we've been doing some recording and then re-recording, recording, re-recording. And we ultimately uh, ended up recording it just down south of Provo in a house and just really homegrown, and and we're really excited about it. And so the majority of the stuff that we're playing tonight is going to be off the new album. How does that work with, I, I'm always interested to know, like, yeah, we picked this house. You know, like, how do you pick that house? Yeah, what do you say yeah, to the neighbors yeah, yeah. as you go through that process? <laughs> well, fortunately, it was our lead singer's house. It was, I mean, picking the house was 
okay, the house is here. Yeah. But it was obviously it was like okay, we we need the space, and his house was really spacious. the The basement was just like no one was there. He he has a couple kids, but fortunately, you know, up top they they were able to just be up there, and so we just planted ourselves down in the basement for a couple months and uh, got a producer in there and it sounds really really good sweet we're excited so you write this song that's going to open countdown to kick off and we've heard it it's it's fantastic how does that momentum uh, is the name of it it's a good name that that thought process even begin they say hey write us a song and you're like okay see i just i have so much respect for musicians and that they can they can create something original and i hear it and i'm like that's perfect how does that begin well, it, you know, it begins – I didn't write the song personally, and so obviously we came together as a band and, and fleshed out some ideas. Um, our guitar player wrote it, and I think the process is, you know, let's let's think about what kind of project this is, what kind of feeling we want this song to to have, and and obviously knowing that we were going to play it in the stadium, it was like, we're going to make this a rocking song. Yeah. Like, we're going to make this a big song. And so I think – that was a big part of it, knowing that it was going to be for BYU football. Um, we wanted to make it a fictionist song, but also like really appropriate for BYU football, so that when people hear, you know, this song, they're pumped about BYU football, and they're like, "Oh, I'm in the mood to watch BYU <laughs> football." <laughs> which, which is, I, I happen to produce the pregame show that this will be on, and so yeah, the feeling that I'm excited that will happen in this is. Yeah, let's let's play exactly. the game, and then exactly. we go. Well, wait, we got an hour. We got to show you yeah, pregame yeah. show. But, yeah, it's gonna go to there. Let's sample that song. We have uh, ten or fifteen nice. seconds of that song. Let's do it. Awesome! I love it. Momentum. You I, now, now tell me about this. I just learned before we started this interview, there are three BYU grads and two Utah grads. Yeah. How did the Utah grads come together to make sure they made this song awesome? <laughs> well, a little secret. The Utah grad actually wrote this song. Oh. There you go. Oh, a Utah grad a wrote reformed this song. Ute. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't publicize that as much. <laughs> Let's say that the BYU grads yeah. wrote it. Does it change like where it's like, hey, we like you know, you're a, we've learned you're a big BYU football yeah, yeah, fan. Where yeah. it's like, hey, we got to make this awesome. You know, well, it's BYU funny football. because I think it also helped that the other, the rest of the band, aren't big sport fans in general. I mean, they'll watch sports here and there, but I'm definitely the sports fan. You're the guy. And so uh, I think that them kind of being distanced from like, oh, I'm not a Ute fan. I'm not a BYU fan. It's that like helps. I'm just gonna write a song. Yeah. She's going to write a song that's going to pump people up. So that probably awesome. helped it. Yeah. When did you become a diehard BYU football fan? Was there a Ooh. moment? Well, I mean, I grew up in a house where my dad, uh, he was a big Cougars fan. He's a huge Cougars fan. And so I grew up in Sacramento, just outside of Sacramento, California. And it was the times of, you know, not a lot of people had satellite in their homes. Yeah. And so we had to go to the Steak Center oh, that, to watch that the game. Wow. I thought it was and he's that nice. hardcore. Yeah, yeah. And so he would go, and there was maybe two other people from the Steak <laughs> that were watching the games. Good resource use. And we watched just, you know, a really small TV. And, and so I, I'm a pretty big Cougars fan. Yeah, that's so devotion, I, yeah, my yeah, friend. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you go to BYU? So I went to BYU. I graduated 2008. 
Okay. So I went 04 to 08. Yeah. So you, the, the very beginning was the apostasy of BYU football, and then you caught yeah, the restoration. Yeah. And then I caught the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good. <laughs> Jacob Jones, a fictionist, the man on keys, joining us on BYU Sports Nation right now. It kind of seems that there's this cool tie with musicians and, and athletes. And you ask a lot of athletes, like, well, if you, if you weren't a professional athlete, what would you want to be? And they always say, rock star. <laughs> and you maybe ask rock stars, well, what do you want to be? Well, I want to be a professional athlete. What's the tie between music and, and great athletes? I don't know. I, I I think there's also a tie with like actors. Yes, exactly. You know, there's exactly. like Keanu there's Reeves. Yeah, it was in, in a band. In Point Break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and so I think Johnny there's, Utah. There's always this. Oh, I want to be a musician. I want to be a rock star mentality of like being able to be on the big stage. And so for me, yeah, I've I, I mean, I played basketball when I was when I was in high school. I, I wasn't much of an athlete, but I definitely like. There's a part of me that wishes that I. You know, as a football player or basketball player. So it's always the grass is always greener kind of, yeah, sure. you know, kind of thing. So I, I think people seeing the rock stars is, is they get a little jealous. I'm glad that so. we brought up Keanu Reeves. I just keep thinking, <laughs> we've gone too far. We know too much. Little Tortilla Boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, when you're on the road, you're about to go on the road with Neon mm-hmm. Trees. That's yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, another band that kind of came out of Provo and Valor and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you make sure that you can catch BYU football games or catch up on that kind of stuff when you're traveling? Well, fortunately, games are on ESPN now. Yes. So watch ESPN app. ESPN awesome. is awesome. And then uh, what games are on BYU TV this, this uh, year? Savannah State, the compelling and The compelling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, we're going to make sure that game's on TV. <laughs> but it's senior night. Well, what you really... But the app, what, the BYU TV app. Oh, look at, watch look at this, look at this uh, so, plug. Awesome. Yeah. And the pregame show, of course, that Momentum will be <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I go online. I Just overall, I'm a huge college football fan. I, I just love watching all the games. I was watching the games over the weekend. Um, so I, I make sure. And it's nice because, you know, just in the van, I sit in the back. I'm always in the back. And I can just watch, you know, whatever games I are on on saturday or for or if we have some downtime so that's yeah, it's nice to have those apps are now. you a lone man in that venture I, uh there's another brandon is always next to me and you know the band will joke about it because i always am in the back corner i'm just <laughs> one of those <laughs> like... closet college football <laughs> <Exactly>. band <laughs> that's funny jacob jones of fiction is joining us on byu sports nation uh, tell us about the upcoming tour. Where are you going? How long is it going to last? All those details. Yeah, so we're going to start the tour off without Neon Trees. We're going to start in New York City at a music festival called um, CMJ. And then we're going to start the tour with Neon Trees in San Antonio. And then we go, we do three dates in Tennessee. We do some dates in North Carolina. Uh, we do a date in, North, uh, I think, Jacksonville, Florida. Nice. And then we finish off in Indiana, the hometown of Purdue. Awesome. So, That's Lafayette. Fair. Lafayette. What, what's what's yeah. the weirdest place uh, oh. you've performed in? <laughs> you knew that there question was coming. There have been so many that I don't know. I mean, the weirdest place, uh, the, the weirdest place definitely is uh, Texarkana. 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 So don't, Tex- don't dance to. Texas, Louisiana. Arkansas, it's on the corner of all <laughs> those states. Is this a city? It's a city. Called Texarkana. Texarkana. And what, I'm pretty sure we were in the Texas, on the Texas side, and we played at a homeless shelter. 
it, it was actually a really, really cool venue. Like this guy, you know, he brings in the homeless to, you know, to, to help them out and, and to give them entertainment. But I must say it was the weirdest show that I've ever played in my life. And it was definitely the weirdest place that I've ever been. It had a distinct smell that wasn't yeah. very nice, right. wasn't very pleasing, and just like I, it was kind of a ghost town. Hmm. It was kind of, it was really weird. So if you survive something like that, where you're like, okay, you know what, we can handle any crowd, oh, yeah. any setting, any anything, yeah. You <laughs> get to you get to a point as a band, and I'm and I'm positive any band, the Beatles had that, any band had that where it's like we can we can experience anything. Okay, we're we're celebrating the. One year anniversary of BYU Sports Nation, and, and why not do it to be on the rock star? Oh, nice. So we're we're going to share some yeah. cake with you, Jacob. Ooh. Also, we'd like you to add your name to the flag that Bronco Mendenhall himself has signed. Wow! Our BYU Sports Nation rise I think up. Steve flag. Young has signed the flag too. So there Steve you go. Steve Young, Kate Hansen, Olympian. Wow, awesome. that's amazing. So Meanwhile, I will cut you a piece of cake, not the one with me shaving. Oh, I... Jerem is spilling it on the desk. Yeah, it's going to be okay, everybody. Uh, I do want to ask you this before we end. Yeah. There's this awesomeness out of Provo recently with Imagine Dragons, Neon Trees, oh, Fictionist. Yeah. What in the world is going on in Provo with rock bands? What's happening is they're realizing that even though they're from a small town, they can make they can make it on a national level. Make big music. You know, it's it's, it's very much that that idea of like coming from a small town. It's like, can I really get out? And and Provo fortunately has Valor, which is a great club, and and the owner is probably the best promoter I've ever dealt with, you know, anywhere. And so he's put on he puts on amazing shows, and he really helps bands uh, develop artistically and just be able to like develop a fan base. And so you know, I think Neon Trees was kind of like they they set the bar in many ways. Like it was, we're gonna get out. We're, we're going to get out of Provo. Not that Provo's a bad thing, but we're going to get out and, you know, go on a national level. And then both Imagine Dragons yeah. and then Killing Joshua it. James. I mean, yeah. all these bands that are coming out and they're internationally known. And so it's it's very much it, it, it kind of it's like when someone breaks a record, all the other people start breaking those records. And, you know, and, you and set the getting, new bar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so they set a bar, which uh, fortunately is is pretty high. Yeah, that's awesome. Jacob Jones on keys for Fictionist, rock star on the set to help us celebrate our one-year anniversary. Congratulations on all of your success. We look forward to seeing you tonight at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. If you're in the area, come be a part of the Fictionist music video. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, as you listen to the song Momentum, we discuss BYU in Texas. Blaine Fowler will join us live on set. Do these injuries to the Longhorns really factor in that much? We'll get his take. This is BYU Sports Nation one year later on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Here, here's a piece of cake, Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and his newly established Heisman campaign on the way to Austin, Texas. Calm down. Listen, he threw his helmet in the ring, right? Five touchdown performance, over 400 total yards. He he did what he needed to do in that opening game to at least make people start talking about it. Yeah, put on the Google goggles. I just said the Heisman campaign. Sure, yeah. He threw his helmet in the ring. Great. 
Campaigns are cute. <laughs> Ask Chucky e. Keaton. Oh, come on. Yep. Don't do yep. that. I went, he has a full, I went there. He has a full season to play. I know. I like Chuck. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. In Radio Vision, happy anniversary, one year. We started on BYU Radio. Now we're simulcast weekdays on BYU TV, which brings up a great point. A lot of people are saying, hey, I finally got the app that I was able to download. We are on TV every day. So if you have a DVR, set your DVR, watch at your leisure whenever you can. Got an email from someone yesterday. They're like, we watch it every night. Yeah. Me and my son. So I was like, great, awesome. By the way, this Friday, we'll be at the BYU store for a two-hour edition of the show. Confirmed guest for that program, Ty Detmer. Boom. Live from Austin. Harvey Unga. Awesome. Johnny Harleen. Sean Olmstead, the women's volleyball coach, as they prepare for a top 10 matchup with Washington Friday night. Huge show Friday at the BYU store, noon to 2 Eastern time. If you're local, come hang out. So if you're local tonight, you're like, party at LES, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 6 p.m., Fictionist, that. And then Friday, you're like, hey, party at the uh, BYU store. It's going to be awesome. There's a lot going on this week. Chances that volleyball coach Sean Olmstead shows up with something neon. 100%. Yeah. Big yeah, deal. That... <laughs> touchdown. After further review, touchdown. That is going to happen. Chan- what are the chances? 100%. <laughs> what are what are the one hundred and ten percent? What are the rest of the devices we play? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to play a game uh, at some point. Would you rather? With BYU that's, Sports, that's going Would to happen. You rather, yeah. that's going to happen. In a moment, Blaine look, Fowler look who will just join walked us. In. Oh, and there he is walking through the door. See what what I did there was he walked in. He's not sure if he should come up or not. So then I mentioned him. So now the pressure's on to actually come up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on up, Blaine. Get out, like the, get the out of the dark, or something. the dark corner and get on set. I guess what we were going to do at some point was put an IFB on you, so we'll do that. We'll do that sometime later. Or right now. Whatever. This is one. Yeah. Blaine, yeah, yeah, IFB. For you. Blaine's Blaine, getting up, situated. Man? Hey, boys. Congratulations, on the, congratulations on the Y Factor win, by Oh, my Craig goodness. Bill. You just don't know the pressure I have felt. <laughs> In the off season? In the off season to finally get a win. I mean, did I even get a win last year? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think you won a single yeah. time. I mean, I was, I was picking good guys, but maybe I was voting with my heart and not with my mind. Yeah. But, but I was so glad that Craig Bills was available and that his brother-in-law didn't take him. And fan voted. In the first round. We handed over to the fans on Twitter. Use hashtag Sports and then hashtag of that uh, player's last name. And they voted Bills. Yeah. And see, here, here's the thing about Craig. And this is the reason I chose him the first week. To me, if you're going to pick MVPs for the summer... Craig Bills is one of the MVPs for the summer. And, and I went and watched a couple of player-run practices. He and Taysom were really the two guys that, that I watched take control. And you know what? Remington Peck to a certain extent as well. But those two, Craig and Taysom, I was so impressed. I mean, they yeah. gathered the guys up. They had talks with them. They, mm. you know, they, they ran the drills. They did. So, so the progress that BYU made in the offseason is directly attributable to great, attributable to great leadership. And, and I saw it big time um, out of Taysom and out of Craig Bills in the summer. And, and I think we saw it in the first game. I'm, teams look good, and and part of that is how well they work together during the summer, and they operated as great units in that game, and that's part of why Taysom Hill's, you know, I think making this big jump, not just that he's throwing the ball better and his fundamentals are better. I think he's really emerged as a leader. Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst for BYU TV, former national champion quarterback, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Today's trending topic, obviously, uh, about the different ways that Texas and BYU are going. The Cougars are getting a ton of players back. Texas losing key players. But I want to start with the anniversary talk. It is our one-year anniversary today, Blaine. You've been a big part of this show. Wow. I can't believe it's already been a a year. We started September 2nd last year. That's big. 
That's big. Do you have? We're gonna give a, you a piece of cake in a minute. That we will do that. Is, is that the anniversary <laughs> yeah, cake? We got a piece of cake. Well, Yowza, I like it. That's I'll cut awesome. you a piece right now so you can eat it. <laughs> wow. During the no, whatever. I'm Can't, trying to watch my girlish figure. That's a lot of icing, brother. <laughs> Wayne, you, you have did, been you on a diet far too later. long. <laughs> so no, here's the thing. My diet is like, I eat whatever I want on Sunday and Saturday. Mm. And then Monday through Friday, I'm like really, really strict. And this is not part of the Monday through Friday. Break the rules. <laughs> That's not, Break that, the rules. That would have been uh, fine yesterday uh, on a Sunday when I ate a whole bag of peanut M&Ms. And I'm not talking about one of the little bags that you buy. I'm talking about I ate like the one-pounder bag nice. of peanut M&Ms. <laughs> Do what you want on Sundays, boys. <laughs> is there is there a, a favorite moment that you have one year into this show, Blaine? I mean, I know there have been so many great things, but. Do you have a favorite moment over the one year of BYU Sports Nation? Gosh, I don't know if I can pick out a favorite moment. It's like when 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 I wasn't part of it during some of the summer months, I missed you guys every week. <laughs> so it's just like it's just like part of my if we don't get together and talk sports once a week, I know. I have a like a missing piece of my heart. <laughs> Little, from not talking little, to you guys, dramatic but appreciated. So, so no, so so when we came back for the first for the first time to start this season, it's like hey, a part of me is back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, it's, it's just it's just part of my weekly life now. I miss it if I don't get the chance to visit with you guys. New life again. Blaine well, Fowler thanks, with us on set on BYU Sports Nation. Joining us now live after practice is Dallin Levitt, one of BYU's key defenders. Uh, Dallin, you take care of UConn. Check mark there. Now you head to Texas. What's the mentality as the Cougars now head for Austin? Um, I think we're going in there just trying to play hard and uh, you know just dominate the line of scrimmage and. Don't do the best we can. Uh, did Zach Stout give you a hard time for the uh, personal foul in which he got a got a pick? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I owe that man dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did he say to you on on the field after he, that happened? He didn't say anything to me, but I told him I said I owe you dinner, bro. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That, yeah, that's that's fair. Dallin Levitt joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Down, I, I noticed a number of guys that came back after year one into year two, and I was like, wow, they, they looked the part. Man, you have beefed up. What what were you eating and what were you doing because you look like a new man? I just uh, working out with our guys. You know, our strength and conditioning program over here is great. Um, eating as much as I can, working with our nutritionist, Dan, and um, just I knew I was going to be playing safety, so I needed to gain a little bit of weight. Let's get to the real source of your awesomeness. You represent the 503 Portland, Oregon. How much, yes, did, that, how much did that play into your awesomeness? Oh, 100%. Everything is from the 503. <laughs> Brayden Kersley, Mitch Matthews. There are a couple guys from that area as well, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we try to represent Portland, man. <laughs> There's like a click going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Hashtag Damian Lillard. Hey, before, before we talk about these guys preparing for Texas, I want to ask you, you guys had a chance to look at the film and all that from a secondary perspective. What, what did you take away from UConn? What, what adjustments do you feel you guys have to make to get better as, as a unit defensively in that secondary following the UConn game? What could you do better? Um, I, th- I mean, I think it's everything. I think as a whole we played really well. I think we played hard. I think we were aggressive. Um, I think our keys were great. Um, I mean, just everything from, you know, again, getting our keys every single week, um, you know, because each week they're different, and, uh, you know, just understanding our role within our defense individually and as a whole, um, you know, week to week we can always be better. There's never, there's never a limit. 
Connecticut decided to go for it several times inside the red zone. So five red zone trips, just one touchdown yielded mm-hmm. 10 points total. How pleased were you guys with the performance against the Huskies? Oh, I mean, I feel like we, we played really well. I feel like we played hard, and I attribute that to um, the way we practice and how hard we play at practice and um, the tone that um, the defensive coaches are setting. Um, but not, you know, we talk about not letting them cross line of scrimmage, and that's always the goal. BYU sophomore safety, Dallin Levitt, joining BYU Sports Nation. Last year you had three tackles against Texas. Do you have a prediction for tackles against Texas this year, Dallin? <laughs> no, no predictions. I'm just trying to go out there and help my team win this game. However, have you heard of BYU Sports Nation karma, Dallin? Say that again? Have you heard of the BYU Sports Nation karma? Are you no, familiar with it? I have not. Let us explain this. You come on BYU Sports Nation, and we arbitrarily give it to random people, most of most good players, because it works out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have this great performance. Let's just give you a couple examples. Jamal Williams ran for 182 against Texas after coming on the show. Daniel Sorensen made the Kansas City Chiefs. We think that we had something to do with that. <laughs> at, at, at this time, we would like to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma, and we think that you're going to have a great game against Texas. No, I appreciate it, What does it, that guys. mean to you? It means that I need to have a good game. Keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let us down. Don't let us down. Yeah, please, oh, yeah, go. Hey, how different, how different is the preparation for Texas? What, what things are we going to see different from the offense uh, at Texas than what we saw in that first week from UConn? Um, from an offensive standpoint, it's actually pretty similar. I think um, they're going to try to run the ball. Um, they got some really good running backs, and um, I'm, I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to pound it. Certainly, they, you would think that with a very inexperienced quarterback and then an equally inexperienced center now with the Dominic going down. Does it does it become now Texas is going to go really slow? And if so, you know you're trying to get the ball back and put it in your offense's hands. How does your game plan change for uh, the Longhorns who are now a couple of men down? Um, honestly, I don't think it changes. Um, you know, the quarterback is a Division One quarterback. It's they're all Division guys. They're all going to be good athletes i think that we just need to focus on ourselves and focus on exactly what we need to do and then you know like we we talked about in meetings today they're they're an orange jersey with a white helmet and that's who we're going to go play against and it's about us and what we do you know word out of texas is is that is that the quarterback may be a little more agile than ash so you may see a little bit more quarterback run have you guys talked about that and focused on controlling the quarterback run game at all in prep um, yeah, I mean he's a he's a big athlete, and you know we we're not necessarily sure what we're going to see, but um, we're just going off of what we had seen in the past and what we think is going to be their biggest um, threat offensively. Have you envisioned the you know initial moments of playing at uh, DKR there in Austin against Texas? The opportunity that is that moment. Um, not yet. I mean it's 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 pretty. You know we still got a little ways to the game. Um, this summer, just, you never envisioned it, Dallin? In the summer, yeah. Right now, I'm just trying to focus on, <laughs> trying to focus on practice. <laughs> That's a fair answer. What was yeah. that summer vision like as you kind of wake up in the middle of the night thinking about maybe um, playing in a big game? Well, I was actually born in Texas, and my dad told me that when I was a little baby, he took me to, to the Longhorn Stadium before the game. So, you know, he was telling me about this, that, and the other. And, I mean, I've never been to the stadium, but I've heard it's a, you know, it's a a great scenery and it's a great setting and I'm excited to play there. BYU sophomore safety Dallin Levitt had four tackles against UConn in a 35-10 win to open the season. He's on BYU Sports Nation live after practice. 
Dallin, you've now played for Bronco Mendenhall, who was the defensive coordinator last year, and he has handed off those reins to Nick Howell. Has anything changed between the two coaching styles, at least in terms of their responsibilities specific to the defensive coordinator position? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Coach, Coach Howell's calling the plays this year, and um, but I don't think as a whole much really changes. We, you know, it's, it's a tradition here at BYU that we play BYU defense, and whether it's Coach Mendenhall calling the plays or Coach Howell calling the plays, we're still going to get you know, a great call, uh, play caller in no matter what, and we just play BYU defense. How would you define BYU defense? Um, passionate, aggressive, and we're just trying to physically dominate. Dallin, we appreciate the time. We wish you the best of luck as you prepare for Texas down there in Austin. And uh, as always, shout out to the 503. Shout out to the 503. Thanks, guys. All right, down 11 on BYU Sports Nation. He's got the karma. He has BYU Sports Nation The last time BYU played there, safety got a pick. Travis Uwala. Maybe it's Dallin Levitt. Just throwing it out there. More with Blaine Fowler coming up next. We discuss BYU, Texas, and the trending differences between the teams. Blaine's already downed it. Nice, You guys are bad influence on me. (laughs) You want another piece, man? No. Another BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, celebrating our one-year anniversary today. We made it. For goodness sake, let's eat some cake. I already did. I already did. Blaine Fowler with us on the desk. He's already had his piece of cake. No one dares go after the uh, mustache part of that cake. I'm not eating. I I think you have to. We should probably cut that out and freeze it and save it. No, no, it's hairy. (laughs) <laughs> it lo- well, you just you look at it and you're like, is that actual like shaving cream? No, I'm telling you, we that? should cut out that piece, fry? freeze it, and eat it for our second year anniversary. Oh my gosh! One <laughs> sounding- year later, are you nuts? <laughs> hey, my wife, you know how you keep the top of your cake for your first anniversary? Yep, your wedding, yeah. We took our beautiful cake and we put it in the freezer. That top thing in a one year anniversary came. We put it on the thing and this frosting thawed out. And I took the knife and I went. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? It was made out of styrofoam. Oh! <laughs> hey, too late to get your money back now. It was oh. a year ago. Our top layer of cake was styrofoam. What Frosting a ripoff. Frosting on styrofoam. Wow. Frosting on styrofoam. Boo. Needless to say, we didn't eat it. We went and got some eclairs at the store to celebrate our there first anniversary. That's, good. Go. That's a good backup That was 31 plan. years ago. An- another first that I'm very excited about. Uh, after further review, tonight, yes. a brand new show, one hour long digital telestration film session breakdown Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, I believe tonight, uh, Brian Logan and David Nixon are on the show as well. It's It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so fun because in the past with True Blue, we haven't had a chance to really break down the games the way we'd like to or preview the teams because it it, it covered all sports and and we just kind of touched on a lot of things. This is a full hour to just dig deep. Look at the key plays from the previous game. Really give you a scouting report for the next game that's coming, and and talk some individual things. Why did this play work? Who threw the key blocks? Why did why defensively were they able to shut this down? So it's going to be fun, and we've got a great digital um, system to be able to diagram plays and show people what's going on. So it's going to be fun. We'll have it every Tuesday night, um, eight Eastern. On BYU TV, it's yeah, going to be great. There's a replay as well at 11 Eastern. Right. So Top-tier state-of-the-art technology yeah, will be on display. The system we use ESPN is called uses. the MVP system, and it, it's an amazing system to telestrate what's going on. We can highlight. We can show you speed. We can. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. Distance, circles, yep, flashes, all this stuff. We use it on the pre- and post-game shows. 
Uh, we use it within other live events. So you've kind of seen it if you paid attention. Now we can display it. Yep. One hour. I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation National Champion Quarterback of BYU and BYU TV Analyst. Uh, let's go back to now talking about Texas. We just talked to Dallin Levitt after practice, and, and the mindset there is, you know, understandable. We're just kind of one practice at a time. Let's stay focused. We, we liked what we saw at UConn. I've heard this a million times yeah. before. Yeah. Exactly. But, and they but teach those guys want, what to say, don't they? Right. But you want that focus, right? I get that part. So the focus is good. But you, Blaine, can be super editorial, and yes. that's why we love to have you on set. <laughs> One game at a time. I'm already looking to Central Florida right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Cal. I've, I watched the Cal game last the, night. I've already looked at the whole schedule and decided that Cal's better than we thought, and oh, everybody yeah. else and is Virgi- worse than we thought. And, no, Virginia's better, Virginia's than, better than we thought. You're Houston. right. What happened what to happened Houston? Houston? Houston it's like, they got crushed by San you know, Antonio. BYU's fans need to be rooting for everyone on that schedule yes. to play well. And, and they so went I, four and seven. It was a disappointing first week. For, for schedule watchers, which we can all be, because we don't have to focus yeah. one day at a time. We can focus a whole season at a time if yeah. we want. Blaine, you were a quarterback, and you Wait, understand what? the dynamic of the center quarterback communication relationship. Texas not only loses their starting quarterback, David Ash, but Dominic Espinosa, their starting center for the last three years. Taking both of those guys out, what does that really mean for Texas? It's It's scary, and to me... Espinosa may be a bigger deal than Ash. Hmm. And, and and the reason I say that is because the center is so vital, especially when nobody else has really played there. I mean, they, they've relied on him, as you mentioned, for three straight years. Yeah. He makes all of the line calls. So the quarterback comes up to the line of scrimmage, and he he's taught to look at his keys and, oh, if we're outnumbered on this side, get out of the play and change it to here or go to a throw if you see this. So that quarterback's going to come to the line of scrimmage and change a play. Immediately when that happens, the center is now going to change the protection. So he's, he's the guy that coordinates everything that happens there. He's the Oof. captain of that offensive line. Espinosa has also been a leader on that team, period, on uh, overall, not just the offense, offense, defense. So here's a huge leadership void. And now you've got a brand-new quarterback who's going to be coming up there trying to make the right calls, and you don't have Espinosa there to fix things on the line of scrimmage if he makes the wrong call. And so, so it's a double whammy. And, and and I think I think it's going to be tough for them to recover from that offensively. And I agree with Dallin Levitt. I think we're going to see a lot of run game out of Texas this week. Quarterback run yeah. and handed it off to those talented tailbacks and try to pound the rock at BYU and see if they can do well, it. Certainly, they're, they're going to want to have win the time of possession. They probably will because BYU goes goes fast and goes hard anyway. But they're going to want to hold on to the ball as long as they can and pound it at BYU because that's the strength of the team. Now it has to be if the secondary is better. You can load the box a little more, right? Yeah. And you can, and the thing that you want to do as BYU is you 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 want to be aggressive because you know you're going to see a lot of run, but you want to be careful to not put your secondary in a position to give up big plays over the top. And that's the thing that can hurt BYU in this ball game. I think they're going to control the run pretty effectively. I like how physical this team is. They showed me that they can be physical against UConn. Now, Texas is a big step up in terms of talent, speed, and strength. And so, so but I still think they'll be successful. And the key for them. No big stuff over the top. Keep things in front of you. If you're going to give up a throw on a play-action pass, make sure it's in front of you and come up and make the tackle. So what if they get an eight-yard game? Make them drive 14 or 15 plays. you got a brand-new center, and you got a young quarterback. If they have to drive 13 or 14 plays to get a score, that quarterback is going to make a mistake. If you let him throw a 60-yard bomb, he doesn't have much chance to make a mistake. So keep it all in front of you and make him work for it. And I think that's the formula for success for BYU defensively. What, will win, what side will win the game more? BYU's offense or defense? 
I think that well, I think the defense is going to have, have to shut them down and, and stop big plays. But I I believe this offense comes out of that UConn game, even though though that the athletes aren't as good as Texas, they're a very confident unit right now, and 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 I, I think that this offense is going to take a step forward, and the confidence Ooh. is going to even bloom more because now Ooh. they're going to go okay. So that was UConn. They're not very good athletically. Now look what we just did to Texas. And I think Texas is going to come in there and they're going to have a singular focus because I've got buddies that used to play here that live in Austin. All they say is all the Texas fans are going, that Taysom Hill is not going to run for 200 yards against us again this year. (laughs) Charlie Strong says, well, we got to take care of that quarterback run game. So their focus is so on taking Taysom out of the run game that I think this is an opportunity for him to blossom in the throw game. And, uh, you know, UConn, anytime it was third and long, rushed three and dropped eight. So Taysom had all kinds of time when it was drop-back type passing situations. It could be a little bit different. We'll see how how Taysom holds up when they're coming after him. I I think he's going to have a chance to make some plays, and I believe he will. Get that man another piece of cake and catch him on (laughs) After Further Review tonight. Debut show, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Thanks, Blaine. All right, guys. Good to be here. Up next, our rise and shout on this one-year anniversary edition of BYU Sports Nation and some final tweets. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're in Radio Vision. Can I have some cake now, too? Yeah. You've already eaten part of one piece. What the heck, man? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out celebrating a one-year anniversary. You know what? We should do our rise and shout right now. Brought to you by Dexter. Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Spencer Hadley and Hebron Fangupo making their individual NFL practice squads with the Oakland Raiders and Kansas That's City awesome. Chiefs. That's awesome. Nice job, guys. Hey, thanks to Jacob Jones, the fictionist, Blaine Fowler, Dallin Levitt, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Future guests, Chip Brown of Horns Digest, Michael Elisa, Ty Detmer, Harvey Unga. Oh, we're bringing it this week. It's Texas week. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com. For the always fabulous Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Hema Hey Mooley. BYU Sports Nation back to work in Radio Vision tomorrow. See you at LES tonight.